0: Well, hello Kirkwood, we are back with another fun episode for you. Today we're going to talk about how to take care of yourself during the quarantine. So we have a couple of interviews. One is with our fellow librarian, Laurel Hayes, and she's going to tell us all about meditation. And our second interview is with Teresa Ebling, and she'll be discussing ways to stay healthy and take care of yourself while we are stuck in isolation. So she talks about diet and exercise and all the things that we should watch out for.
1: We'll, we'll also be talking about the podcast. Do and I recommend that you listen to while, while staying active?
0: Yes, it's very meta. So we're talking about a That's podcast right. in our podcast.
1: <laughs> exactly. You can't just listen to KPL all day. You want to mix it up.
0: Well, yeah, plus you'd run out of episodes, even though we're doing weekly episodes. We just don't have that many yet.
1: So let's get started, shall we? So with this episode, Kirkwood, we have been looking towards the importance of routines, staying healthy, keeping a positive attitude, and we're joined today by fellow librarian Laurel Hayes, who also since 2002 has been teaching meditation sessions, and she's here today to talk about her daily meditation sessions that you might be interested in. Laurel, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan.
1: So nice to hear. So, Laurel, would you please give us an idea of what these daily meditation sessions are like?
2: Yeah, these grew out of a, a weekly drop-in meditation session I did in person at Webster University where I'm a campus minister. Um, it's another one of the hats I wear. I work with Stillpoint Multifaith Campus Ministry, which I founded back in 2002. And so we moved online and Daily once the shutdown began, I um, was thinking that there there might be a need for people to have both help and meditation and just accompaniment. Because sometimes it's hard, especially when someone's anxious, to, to sit still for long enough to calm the mind. And so I've been doing a lot of anti-anxiety practices. And there are some very easy ones even I can describe right here. And one is just to breathe. Deeply, A lot of the time when we're anxious, we breathe from the top of our chest and breathe shallowly. And so if we breathe, take in deep breaths and exhale longer than the inhale or equalize the inhale and the exhale. So you're counting in to five, counting out to five. And just staying with that even for 10 minutes. It can be a very soothing kind of thing.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's uh, definitely helpful for myself to fall asleep, especially during these sets. Uh, these uh, unprecedented times.
2: Yeah, I guess there is a kind of um, a, a similarity to counting
1: sheep. I'd never thought of that. but That's generally what I try to do.
2: Mm-hmm. And another thing that can be very calming is just to put a hand on your heart or on your belly and to say calming things to yourself because, you know, there's a part of yourself that may be worried or anxious. There's another of yourself that can be a comforting presence. I
0: was going to say, so is this a type of guided meditation that you're doing?
2: Oftentimes, yes. When I do it in person or I never know if it's just going to be me or if there'll be a handful of people or um, sometimes there are new people, sometimes it's people I've, I've been sitting with for a long time in meditation I've been meditating with and I know they're fine with the silence. What I'll often do is just start a practice and guide it for 10 minutes and then we'll sit quietly for the rest of the time. If it's somebody new, then I tend to guide it more and I allow for periods of quiet. But what I've learned... And the the certification program I'm in right now to deepen my own meditation practice and to learn how to teach it more effectively is that with beginning meditators, it's good not to allow too much, too much silence. So to say something every minute or so, just to bring it back. So easy for the mind to generate thoughts and to wander off.
0: Yes, I've been meditating for a long time, but... I'm not as good with the guided meditation. I'd actually, I actually find that I get distracted when the meditation is guided versus actually silence for me.
2: That may be more because you are an experienced meditator. I remember doing a class with somebody at one point and finding the same thing. I got irritated when every minute somebody would say something, but I can understand why it would be helpful with people who are very new to it. And sometimes that's a challenge when they're both experienced meditators
0: and new meditators in the same group. Yeah, I could see that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I'm just so used to the silence and knowing and I've I'm experienced enough to know that my mind has wandered off and know how to how to pull myself back too. Yes. Yeah.
2: And to have internalized those kind of cues.
1: I would be on the other side of the fence. I would be very much a new meditator.
2: Mhm.
1: I try to practice every now and then. My brain gets too chatty from time to time.
2: Yes, and, you know, there's some very good apps out there, too. Um, they tend towards the shorter side of meditation, more 10-minute meditations um, instead of, say, half-hour or 45-minute sits. My favorite of them is the free Insight Timer, which you can get from either the Google, the Google App Store or the I, I, iPhone app store whatever they're called officially but they both contain that one contains both the timers because I when I was starting out I used to use the kitchen timer which always made me jump when it went off at the end and this has bells so you can set it for as long as you want and soothing sounds but it also um there are a lot of free guided meditations on there of various lengths
0: oh that's a that's a good idea yeah there's some great apps out there and I hadn't thought about that but that's that's a good way to get started
2: Yes, and sometimes I find that I want to listen to a guided meditation if I'm just so antsy I can't sit still. And I think with the level of anxiety everybody's experiencing, sometimes just to have another voice there or someone guiding you is helpful, or can be, like maybe not as much for experienced meditators, but I think especially for people who don't do it regularly.
0: Yeah, and actually, do you want to go over some of the benefits of meditating, both in the short term and also long term?
2: So... I teach mindfulness meditation and compassion practices. And the biggest thing I think they do in terms of benefit is to help practitioners to regulate themselves. Or in other words, to be able to calm themselves down or make themselves feel better when they're feeling badly. To resist acting impulsively. To respond with more flexibility and so mindfulness practices there are two things that they do one is to help the mind just learn to when it wanders off which is what it does naturally just to return to whatever the attention is focused on often the breath but just to keep doing that we are able to bring our mind back to the present moment and As an illustration, I find that having had that training of coming back and back to the present moment because of my meditation practice, I'm more able when I go on short walks around the neighborhood now to pay attention to what is beautiful and in bloom and enjoy that and allow that to give my mind a rest from the larger worries. So instead of jumping ahead to worrying about what might be in the future, I'm able to stay more present in the present moment. And I've found, too, that meditation has allowed me, again, given me ways to stay in what can be a painful present moment. Sometimes I think people think that meditation is just always puts us on a very peaceful cloud nine. But actually, mindfulness is about learning to stay with whatever whatever is in the present moment. And sometimes that's not very much fun and so as an example I remember a time when my son was kicked by a horse and his leg was broken in two places and I was in the emergency room with him and he was large for his age and needed to have um, a mask for anesthesia put on him but they didn't have a mask that was really the right size so he was only imperfectly sedated and he was screaming in pain and the only way I could stay there was by using some of the meditative techniques I learned just to be in the present moment to breathe in his pain and my fear and just to kept breathing it out with a word a hope a blessing of calm for him and for me and it let me stay present um We also, in meditation, cultivate loving kindness and kind intentions toward others and toward ourselves. And I find that having meditated for a while, I'm more aware of where my mind goes when it's not fully engaged. And I think it's really easy for the mind to wander off, especially in days like this and times like this and to catastrophizing and imagining the worst. And I'm much more able to catch myself more quickly, and to say, okay, is this serving me? And if it's not, to try to redirect my mind into a calmer or more pleasant line of thought or a more neutral line of thought. And so there are a lot of physiological benefits from from, med- from meditation. It does reduce stress hormones. It also can improve cardiovascular function, blood pressure, cholesterol levels system function and all those um, there is research out there to back it up. but I think what I found most important as benefits of meditation in my own life are these these increased abilities to stay with whatever is, to see where my attention is going and to redirect it and to, to be kinder to myself and I hope to other people, although that's certainly a work in progress and I'd never claim I'm completely there yet.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes. This is definitely um That's a nice thing about meditation is that you just get better and better.
2: Yes. That that it is. I think there is a cumulative effect to it.
1: So, how would Kirkwood patrons take advantage of your meditation sessions?
2: I will be doing a daily online session every day as long as we are locked down. It's from noon to roughly 12:30, and if people are interested in participating, they can send me an email and I'll send the link. I'd rather not announce it over the year, but my email is Hayes, L-H-A-Y-E-S, at org. It'll be useful too if people just let me know if they have experience with meditation, but I'd be happy to send the link to anybody who's who contacts me. And it's also a drop-in, so it's not expected that people show up every day. Um, people can try it once or they can come as their available um it's it's very flexible that way
1: sounds incredibly helpful and beneficial
2: i hope so it's certainly good for me to have that discipline of having to show up every day myself
1: yeah routines are definitely important definitely during this trying time yes
0: well laurel thank you so much for being with us today and giving us a little bit of information about the meditation and i really do hope that our patrons will take advantage of this
3: thank you so much
0: for inviting me
2: to be on your show. It's a little thrill for my day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well it's been a pleasure here and we hope to see you soon around the library.
2: Yes indeed.
1: Thanks again folks. Thanks Laurel. Stay healthy. All right Kirkland and this episode is all about wellness and how to stay healthy and safe during this unprecedented time. We've asked Teresa Ebling the BJC wellness coordinator for the city of Kirkwood to join us today and talk about that very subject. Teresa, thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
3: I am a wellness coordinator and I work for the city of Kirkwood as an employee of BJC and I work in a department that provides wellness programs for for corporations in the area and uh, municipalities in the area. So my job is basically to have programs that help people to stay well.
0: Yeah that's very important uh, right now especially with all of us being stuck at home and having to probably you know can't even go to the gym. So it makes sense to have some type of program or something to do to take care of ourselves.
3: Yeah, it's very difficult not being able to go to the gym and having your routine to establish a way that you can get your exercise in, eat healthy, do all the things that you strive to do on a very hectic, regular lifestyle. There's a, an added layer of uncertainty to all of this. So not only do we have our regular stuff that we're taking care of, but we're doing it in a completely different environment. Some of us have more stress and more responsibility added to that as in different parenting responsibilities. Now we're teachers, that kind of thing. And other of us are finding ourselves bored and having extra time in our hands and might be even wasting time. So it's so important that you establish your own structure that works for you to make sure you get your exercise, that you eat well, and those kind of things.
1: I know that this is Has thrown my schedule out of the loop, but not being able to go to the gym daily is a a big thing that I'm having to get creative uh, with my exercise in my apartment. It can just be, it can be a trick.
3: Yes, it can. And I do have some tips for that on how you can get exercise in your routine. For those of us who can go outside, that we live in an area that we can go outside, you just choose the times that work best. You want to get out and get some fresh air because nature is such a healthy component, but you also want to make sure you do it very safely. Uh, The flip side of that is you can stay in the apartment, of course, and get your exercise that way. That means the the videos, the YouTubes, pull out your old DVDs, that kind of thing. And for people that don't have that kind of thing, they literally... We'll get great exercise just marching in place, putting on music, dancing to music, going up and down steps. The trick to it is, is that you, you've got to just get yourself to move. We become very sedentary from the fact that we're watching a lot of the news, watching a lot of the TV, which is good. But you have to limit how much of that. We become couch potatoes when we sit and, and read, if that's our part of entertainment, sitting at our desk too long. These are the kind of things that are quite the challenge during this, these times, and they're a challenge anyway, but again, just another layer of challenge. So setting your alarm every hour to remind you to get up and, and, and march around, move around, stretching, making sure that you get the recommended amount of exercise, which is 30 minutes, almost daily, so 150 minutes a week. So any way you can get creative, most of us have some equipment in the home, maybe hand weights, maybe stretchy bands. If you don't have that kind of thing, you can use cans. Get some cans and use that as hand weights. Anything you can do, but the key to all of this is just move.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember um a long time ago, but when I was a kid, my mom used to use um, the two-liter bottles of... Um, I think there are two liter or the two, or the liter bottles of soda or water or something, and she would have those yeah. full and use them as, as weights. Yes.
3: Oh, excellent idea. Excellent idea. And anything that works for you, uh, doing getting down on the floor and doing your calisthenics. What works for me personally is I'm a fan of yoga. That helps me with my stretching and the stress management component of it. And there is various apps, but my favorite one is Yoga Studio. And it's a free app. Of course, all these apps you can pay extra, but there is a free component of it. And there's a section called Quick Six. So it's a short little yoga class for 10 minutes. And uh, even my husband will do that with me. So that's kind of my thing. Another important thing is meditation. It is critical that we do relaxation breathing and some form of relaxation exercises throughout this time. Anything, hobby sort of thing, handwork, needlework, learning things that are new, all of these things are very helpful in coping with this kind of thing. Plus, I just add a layer of fun to this this day that we have when we have too much time on our hands. So whatever you can do to keep yourself A little bit excited about having this extra time. I also wanted to uh, talk a little bit about meals. People with with families are encouraged to make this kind of a fun event. Have family members take turns cooking the meal and have little contests like who can make the most creative meal with with uh, items you have in the home without needing an extra trip. Make, Make the the meal preparation, a a fun event, get little kids in on it that they can learn math and different things of that nature as well, and really focus on the nutritional value.
0: Yes, that's good advice. I remember seeing a a meme on Facebook where someone had posted, um, they put a sign inside their refrigerator that says, stop dummy, you are not hungry, you're just bored, (laughs) close the refrigerator. (laughs) So yeah. They a lot, her? a lot of us eat for boredom. That is for
1: sure. So, what other things should we be aware of, or what other you know health tips that you mm-hmm. might have for us? Uh, these are definitely trying times, and uh, we want to give as good advice as we can.
3: Well, I think that that making sure that you've got all aspects covered, both mentally, physically, and emotionally, are are all important. Our bodies and minds are connected. So when our, our minds are okay, then our bodies are okay. When our bodies are okay, then our minds are okay. So there comes the connection with the importance of doing yoga, relaxation, breathing. It's also important that you stay connected to loved ones, uh, whether that's through Zoom, the phone, however we stay, we stay connected, but have meaningful conversations. Sometimes we all get caught up in just drudgery of of the latest news events and all bad news. Staying positive and keeping a positive attitude is, is critical right now. Moderation in all things, and in all things moderation. It is critical that we keep our, our uh, screens and devices moderate too.
1: Was there anything else that you think that we should be talking about, Teresa? Uh, anything, any other points that you wanted to
3: make? One more thing in this stressful time is that you know that you can reach out for help if you need it. It's very important to keep your yourself balanced, and that includes your mental well-being. Uh, some people find it very helpful to journal, to write letters, to, to kind of talk about their feelings. You, you might be a person that needs to reach out to a counselor Uh Most companies and and places of business have an employee assistance program that is free and confidential. Your doctor can make recommendations on what to do. And, of course, there's plenty of wonderful websites uh, on the Internet that help with that. One that I use quite a bit is called helpguide.org. And it is for people that I recommend often for dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, depression, grief. We all have experienced grief during this time. So it's, it's very important to remind yourself that there are places to turn to.
1: Our guest today is Teresa Ebling. She is a DJC wellness coordinator from the city of Kirkwood. Thank you so much, Teresa, for joining us today and, and providing all these fantastic and much-needed uh, tips, wisdom, advice.
3: Thank you. Happy to help. So as we're
1: exercising and staying fit, there's one thing I personally like to do, that's listening to podcasts. With that in mind, Jagish and I, we're going to talk about some of our favorite podcasts that we want to recommend to you. I mean, second to the KPL podcast, but still podcasts that we love, enjoy, and recommend.
0: Yes, so I've got, I think, three or four that I really enjoy, and then we also have a list because we took a survey of the staff, and so I have a list of uh, a few that the staff members, other staff members, are listening to.
1: Sounds good. So I've got three podcasts myself. Why don't we, as usual, take our turns going, and then you just pepper in some of the podcast selections in between?
0: So go ahead. What's your first one that you recommend or suggest?
1: So my first podcast was actually recommended to me by a fellow librarian, Brian. It was one that was on my periphery, but I hadn't ever really gotten around to listening to it. So, but uh, but he uh, he confirmed that it was a good one. It's called The Flop House. It is a comedy podcast about three guys who basically watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And they'll they'll watch movies that are essentially a flop, either critically or commercially. Basically. And see what they thought about it. And then, at the end of the podcast, they'll give their recommendations as to uh, what they think would be a better film to watch other than the the one they they had. And you know, and sometimes they recommend the bad film because sometimes the bad film is was well, just what you need. but it's uh it's a really funny podcast made up of some very witty people. And one of the things that I'm actually trying to do to keep sane during Shelter at Home is that at the end of the episode, they recommend three movies. And basically, I'm trying once a day watch one of those recommended movies uh, that I have access to that I have not seen. And so this week alone, I've uh, watched a lot of different films that, I've, that would have never, never embraced my television before. And so far, it's been a lot of fun. So The House.
0: Okay, so another one that a staff member recommended was Critical Role, except I don't know what that one's about.
1: I do. It is a, it's not one that was going to be in my three, but I can talk about it very briefly. It is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where a group of friends and a lot of voiceover talents, very interesting, kind of funny group of people get together and they do a, they do D&D session and it's kind of in the same vein as The Adventure Zone, which would be another podcast that I'd recommend those are a lot of fun and if you find that you like the critical role they also put out a graphic novel for their madcap adventures in dungeons and dragons it's a good podcast
0: all right so the podcasts on my list are all kind of nerdy podcasts the one that i listen to probably the most often is called unmistakable creative or the unmistakable creative and i
1: know nothing about it so
0: it's, ba- it's a podcast about uh, creativity, business, and art. So the, a lot of the guests that come on the show are talking about the creative process and how to get better at the process, how to get better at removing sort of the fear behind creating and putting your work out there. It's really about getting an artist, and, and I mean any type of artist, so a musician, a visual artist, just getting out there and putting putting the work out there and not being overly critical of yourself
1: I can see that I mean that sounds uh, pretty helpful
0: it is so sometimes they have you know they have a lot of interesting guests and it's always one of the things I'm constantly interested in is the creative process and how different people go about it and everybody has their own process even every artist so a person who draws or a person who paints is going to be very different you know each person is going to be very different in how they approach a piece of paper and pencils or paint Before I ask you about your second one, so let me add in a couple more that the staff recommended. There's Lore, which I think a lot of people probably already know about.
1: Yeah, that is a a great podcast. Uh, I would definitely recommend that one as well.
0: And then there's True Crime Obsessed, which I have a feeling I know who uh, who listens to that one. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your number two? For my number two, I was going to recommend
1: uh, one from the How Stuff Works series. One of my favorite podcasts is Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's a it's an interesting podcast that's hosted by Holly uh, Holly Fry and Tr- Oh, I forgot Tracy's last name uh, already, but sorry Tracy. But they are wonderful, and they talk about you know just stuff that primarily gets missed in standard history class that. They, you know, do a brief rundown of some stuff that happened, and I'm constantly fascinated by, you know, world history, and I've learned a lot about, you know, a lot of, like, the history mysteries and things like that, like just crazy, unbelievable, yet true stories that, uh, that are, you know, hidden gems. I think on a previous podcast, I mentioned fairly recently... The, uh, the, uh, the book Dead Air, which was about the data loss pass incident, and I had, I only knew about that's existence thanks to uh, Stuff You Missed in History
0: Class. Oh, yes. I actually have that book right now, and I still haven't gotten to it. I, I checked it out of the library, and then it kind of got buried under my other books, and <laughs> so I, <laughs> it it, uh, it is one that I'm definitely wanting to get to at some point and, and get into it, because yeah, that history mystery was one that I was like, ooh, this is really fascinating.
1: It sounds pretty good, and then I would recommend, maybe even before reading the book, Why well, I, I don't know how you feel about spoilers, but I would, you know, jump on Stuff You Missed History Class and look up the Daylight Pass and episode, and it's uh, it's definitely a very interesting one. And they've got, you know, for, like, the month of October, they will talk about, they'll try to talk about scarier incidents, and, you know, like, like the x-man of new orleans has an episode a lot Some like that folklore will make its way in whether there be any truth to it or not kind of and you try to aim more towards the well this is what we really know
0: versus this is what is legend but it's, it's a very interesting show yeah that's actually a good idea i think i will do that let me mention a few others that our fellow librarians voted for. So, actually, the one you just <laughs> mentioned is on the list, which I want makes me think maybe you were the one that <laughs> recommended that one.
1: <laughs> I probably did. I I know when I was asked to do so, that was one that made my list.
0: So we have Pod Save the Queen, the royal podcast from the Daily Mirror. <laughs> it's about the royal families, so their news, interviews, and so forth. So my next one is. The Librarian is In, which is the podcast done by the New York Public Library, or the New York City Public Library. And And that's
1: a good one. Not to cut you off, but, you know, in preparation for doing our show, that was something that I kind of jumped into.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a lot of fun to listen to. I'm always learning about new books and and recommendations that they have. And the two hosts, Frank and Rhonda, they're actually kind of doing the same thing we are. They're still doing the podcast remotely. Just the way we are all right so what's number three
1: so uh for my last one decided to go with another comedy one because that's probably what i listen to in the biggest bulk i'm going to recommend my brother my brother and me which is a weekly comedy advice podcast hosted by three brothers justin travis and griffin mcelroy they put out a weekly podcast where they take your question and they just give advice it's the type of advice you would never want to enact on because even at the top of the episode, they straight up tell you, do not do what they tell you to do because it's generally bad advice, (laughs) but it's always humorous and silly. And they have so many different like little tangents they'll get off on or like little podcasts within a podcast. Uh, One of the, one of my favorites and I think one of pretty much everybody's favorites of my brother, my brother and me is Justin McElroy has one called the Munch squad where basically he will read a press release that a generally fast food will have put out for a new whatever sandwich or whatever offering. And they're usually pretty crazy, and he does a good job of illuminating as to why we should be finding the press release funny. My brother, my brother, is a good place to get some advice that you probably don't want to enact on.
0: (laughs) All right, well, see, I'm going in the opposite direction because the other one that I listen to is called the Superhuman Academy, and it gives well, I love advice the title <laughs> yes, it gives advice. It's all about becoming better, whether it's physical fitness or mental acuity. so all of his guests that he has on are people who are just doing things that are considered superhuman. He had someone on who has like the super memory, and so there's these contests that get held where people are memorizing, like, you know. All the digits in pi all the way out to like a thousand numbers past, you know, the decimal point or something. Wow,
1: that's, um, my memory's terrible. I should check this podcast out.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of funny because they talk about the mind palace, which is something that gets mentioned in the show Sherlock all the time. I don't know if you've seen the show Sherlock with um, Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's it's sort of a big thing that gets mentioned in that particular show a lot. And how Sherlock oh, yeah. goes into his mind palace where he's, you know, placed and associated different memories. And they actually, it's actually a real technique.
1: I have heard of that before. It is a pretty interesting. And if you had that power, you'd practically be an X-Man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why this has this appeal to it, because, you know, I'm a comic book fan, and so the whole concept of Superhuman Academy, <laughs> or Superhuman, <laughs> I think it's it's that whole, you know, the, the kid who likes the comic books and hasn't been bitten by the radioactive spider. So I'm like, well, how else can I do it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so a few others that are, that were listed in our survey is uh, True Crime Obsessed, and... My Favorite Murder and Crime Junkies. They all sort of are part of the same group. So I know that there is at least one colleague of ours who likes listening to true crime podcasts. So I imagine that's what some of those are about.
1: Well, certainly. I believe uh, she also mentioned Serial, which is, you know, another huge following. That was, a, that was a big deal when that came out. And it's a pretty interesting podcast as well.
0: So then I have one more that I listen to. It's called The Gary V. Audio Experience. So Gary Vaynerchuk is the host, and he's the CEO of VaynerMedia, and that is a company that does a lot of social media and advertising type stuff. So his company actually had several ads during the Super Bowl, but his podcast is really about being an entrepreneur, and being an entrepreneur right now is sort of really cool, and it's very in, and everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, <laughs> so he talks about how, you know, the... The good and the bad of it. And, you know, he, he gives a lot of business advice. And so it's a lot of fun to listen to him. Hmm, sounds
1: like a good place to go if you want to start your own business. I could spend hours talking about all the podcasts, but I did want to mention a couple others. But I personally love listening to This American Life and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and uh, some of the Hyper Rabbit Go selection. They're all picked out the podcast. You should check them out.
0: Oh, yeah, sounds good so let's see there's a couple more that i didn't mention yet um music from a hundred years ago hall of shame a history of outrageous sports scandals that can be enjoyed by the non-sports obsessed
1: that does sound like a fun one
0: that does now that i think about sports scandals i mean there's um...
1: far too many we can
0: do a show on that oh truly yeah
1: definitely some fantastic choices here to help uh, help stay busy help keep the mind active.
0: Absolutely. So, and if you have any recommendations for us or any suggestions for other listeners, please, please comment and let us know. We'd love to hear from you.
1: We need them now more than ever.
0: Exactly. Well said. Well, Kirkwood, that's our episode for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and have a good idea on how to go about doing some meditation. And of course, if you want to join Laurel in her meditations, then I will have her email in the description, as well as some links that Teresa has sent to me. And lastly, of course, our list of podcasts, both from both Ryan and I and some of the other staff members.
1: We hope you've joined us. I hope, like myself, you've learned a thing or two and, have, and are able to stay healthy and active
0: during this trying time. Stay safe. Stay healthy.